0: Sweeter in this town. Could it be?
1: It's the same as the last.
0: This is where I've seen your face elsewhere
1: before, just
0: as familiar as a bottle and a glass. Head darn in, sleeping on the black top. Head darn in, through the trees, honey. Head darn in, even for the next town. Listen, my set sketches on
1: with me. All right, guys, welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This is episode 16, and Christian's already smacking the microphone. You're dang right. All right. Well, as usual, I am shame poor. I'm always shame poor. Uh, every
2: time we do this, every I'm me. time we do
1: it, and I'm here with Christian Gardner.
2: Yeah, there's only one of me too. There's a, thank God a couple personalities, but there's only one of me.
1: There you go. But we are still in the studio. This is part two. Yeah. Last week's episode we recorded a few minutes ago. Yeah, and we just had
0: too
2: much to talk about. A ton to talk for about. for one
1: podcast, and we yeah. didn't want to keep you guys drug out for. Two and a half hours.
2: Yeah. I don't know. We've got some bot, some jackleg doing our editing and he sucks. I mean, just flat out sucks. I mean, I wasn't even going there with it, but okay.
1: I mean, this is how it
2: is. He some, just sucks.
1: Sounds like you're feeling guilty about something.
2: No, he just sucks.
1: But anyway. And so we're I'm behind. But hey, here we are. This is part two of the episode. Uh, It's our catch up episode.
2: That's right. That's
1: Episodes. Right. Yeah. And we're trying to get everything caught up where we had about a month and a half long hiatus from doing podcasting everything we want everybody to kind of get caught up on what's going on because it's been
2: crazy yeah i mean aside from keeping everybody up to date on social media that's been it yeah i mean as far as episodes and podcasts go we've been doing a ton of filming ton of hunting more than anybody even knows yeah i I just got done saying a minute ago i said i've hunted more this year than i have ever i mean without a doubt i could yeah there's more total hours of hunting this year for me than there was in the last three years of me hunting i guarantee combined I, at least yep and i mean it's paying off we've yep. got animals
1: dropping left and right we've got great footage coming in so season two of holler hunters is, is going to be huge we mentioned it's it going it to be last, awesome
2: yeah mentioned it last episode mentioned again we're already up to like episode 22 on the storyboard that's crazy for episodes and we still have second bear season we've still got the end of rifle and season a deer week of raffle season uh good. Bear season, bear season. We've still got another trip to the coast to bear hunt. Yep. You've got a hawk hunt you're getting ready to go on. In South Carolina, I've still got three tags left, son. You're kidding. No, I've still got three
1: buck tags until January 1st. Whew. And bad intentions. Bad I've
2: bird. got an
1: itchy trigger finger. You'd think my trigger finger would be scratched by now. And that joker is itching still.
2: I don't think I bought my South Carolina license this
1: year. I don't think you did either. I didn't, did I? Mm.
2: That's a good thing, cause I just now thought about that. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> just pack up and go. Yeah. Cause I was going to for that early season, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't I wouldn't get a chance to go, and that's when I didn't do it. Yeah. Dang, I just you don't know how bad that hurt. That well, just cut me a little bit. I'm like, that
1: Anyway, let's skip past your feelings and let's get down yeah, into the main tater's who podcast. Who
2: cares about his feelings?
1: <laughs> hell with hell. Throw the phone in the floor. Uh, anyway, so we were into rifle season, or. Actually, what did what did we finish up on the last? Uh,
2: one? We just got to talk about South Carolina. Oh yeah, you I, killed
1: that one with them. I killed one, so- that big six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. Dad shot the seed out. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Killed
2: <laughs> half a dozen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just stacked holler full of bucks.
1: <laughs> killed two bucks in one set. And yeah. Then
2: a doe the next a giant day. giant buck
1: the day before and a doe the next day. And, and a bear. And a bear. The buck the day before was in a different state. Let's just clarify. It was yeah, in North Carolina. and so Carolina. was the bear. And the bear was in North Carolina.
0: So, he saw
1: a hog. I forgot to tell you this on the last podcast. South Carolina? He saw a hog down on the lease in South Carolina. Huh? That's the first ooh. one we have actually seen. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. take right. care of that. And he didn't pow, get pow. it killed. Why? He said all he could see was about eight inches of snout sticking out from around a tree. I said I just shot its nose off. <laughs> he said he was waiting for it to walk out, and it turned and went straight away from him. You're Never come me. on in. Yeah, so, we got you. Got to fix that. Well, but I mean, that's some off-season possibilities. True. Give us something to go down there and. I have.
2: thought you was going a different route with that. I was thought he was going to say, "Hey, it's like a pet." I mean, it's probably somebody's pet. We need to take care of that one. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. It kind of hurt. No,
1: I was. I would take care of it in a smoker
2: that's what i like to hear yeah
1: yeah no you hogs get no quarter when it comes to me
2: when you said you got rid of that pita card you really did you dang right son <laughs> i'm telling you what
1: <laughs> i got blood in my eyes son You're i'm ready right. to go but anyway so let's move into north carolina rifle season rifle season and you go ahead and start this one off well you see tell here. us what happened because last episode like we got say. To, <laughs> we got to hear about the 10 foot whiff on the mr yeah, crabs
2: yeah i missed a deer i missed a dang good deer and i ate it for about three weeks i mean i could have puked every day after that yeah and uh <clears throat> kept track of this deer and he he showed up like one night after i missed him and then showed up like a couple days after that but all at night yeah and kind of disappeared and then two days before rifle season come in no I lot i never got a picture of him i got a picture of a different buck i never got a picture of that deer okay but first day of ralph season comes in i'm like hey you know what i'm gonna go set up there where i missed that deer and there's a good chance he's running does yeah they've got to be i mean i haven't got no pictures of good bucks really but they have got to be running them yeah they're, they're gotta everywhere else something's got to be there well i got there i won't I hunted that morning somewhere i think I hunted game lands that morning
1: yeah because you'd been laying with it down there on those game
0: lands in yeah. tennessee
2: yeah i mean i'd been hard on it and <laughs> uh does allegedly bow hunting on the game lands? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, different story, different day. Don't get my blood pressure going. So you may just give you know away your No, it's not. Dang
1: it, that was funny. Let's get yeah, into that. Let's yeah, talk about that. Real let's quick. go
2: ahead because who cares? I don't care if I have a dozen. I'm getting in trouble. A bunch of friggers. Uh. Heck, I don't care if I know where it's at. I got a piece of property. That can, it's game lens.
1: but it's archery. It, only. Archery
2: only, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> I hunted that property hard. I mean, I don't. I had a camera to it, but I never got nothing good, but there's sign in there like crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell's a deer sign.
1: Yeah, I. whenever me and you walked in yeah. there that day, I was like, holy
2: crap, this I mean, is ridiculous. I think we filmed some of that when we went in there, and it'll be my of that so. deer prep episode. Probably so. ton of deer, I mean, a ton of deer sign. And then me and Trey went in there one day, early season, and yeah. there was ton of good deer, and somebody we knew had shot a deer in there, shot at a deer i found that out later big deer or little deer big deer oh really big deer it was is a dang big deer they had they showed me the trail camera picture of it up there he's yeah. a monster but i don't know what happened to him yeah anyways so knowing that i'm like i'm gonna hunt this place hard yeah and i did and uh again it's archery only supposedly well first day a muzzle loader comes in i'm sitting there with a crossbow in my hand and I don't know, 100 yards behind me. Ha-boom! sound like Gettysburg up in there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. And then not uh, 30 minutes after that, kaboom! boom About 100 yards above me. Yeah. God, I was mad. You talk about irritated. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Well, then every day since then, you can... Let's just go ahead and say it. I live pretty close to there. And you can hear rifle shots in there all the time. Can you? Bow. Pow! I mean, people are shooting up in there like crazy. What can you do? No, you can.
1: I mean, at that point, it's up to the yeah Department of Wildlife, and yep. if they ain't going to patrol it, there ain't nothing you can do about it.
2: No, I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I ain't going to be somebody that goes and turning people no. in and stuff. I ain't no, no way to be. That ain't that ain't no way to act. And ain't going to be I ain't going to be the one to do that. Yeah. But well,
1: all you can do, irritating, is, is say all the the of the game laws to the yep. best of your abilities. Don't yep. stoop to their level. And nope. Eventually, Karma will come around. Something yep. will happen.
2: Yeah. So I hope so.
1: <laughs> because
2: but I put more time hunting that place than I have anywhere this yeah, year. Yeah. I'm, well you've laid with ton. it.
1: I mean and
2: it being that close to home I can just hit it and go.
1: Well and I was expecting and big things to come off of that property. and
2: There's good things on that property, but it's it didn't get as much pressure as I thought. both season it didn't. Yeah. Both season it got like no pressure. After that first week or two nobody was in there. Yeah. Aside from me. And then there was like one week there was a lot of people there. But yeah. then after that it was nothing. And then muzzleloader come in, pow, and a couple hours later, pow. Yeah. You know, and then rifle season come in, and it's just been a war zone. Yeah. Even though it's not supposed to be, it says on the sign in front of the gate, hey, archery only. Well, those signs are only as good as the way it's being enforced. Anyway. Yeah, it's not enforced at all. What? At all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so anyway. Speaking of, I've got another story. i got it while we're talking about it. Yeah, I, can't, hear it. I can't say they were spotlighting deer, but there's a field across from the house. Yeah. Yeah, there was a truck went by out the window. Thump, I saw a lot. I, right, I was in bed, and I saw a lot like from the window. I was like, what yeah. is that? And got up, went out there, and it's a truck, real quiet. Apparently, they'd cut the truck off and coasted it down the hill, spotlighting through that field.
1: That's funny. And
2: they'd turn around and come
1: back up and do it again. Well, I heard just through the grapevine, I've got people that come in here the gun shop and they talk. This place is like a freaking beauty shop. salon yep. for rednecks. And they said that that area, because I mean I I got people I trust. Yeah, I'll I'll tell what, where we're hunting and what we right. see and stuff. And I don't have many people like that, but the boys I trust, I know they ain't gonna mess with us. And I was talking to one of them, and he said, "Yeah, get ready, come gun season." He said, "Don't don't go yep. in there without orange on," because he said, "Yep." Them boys that live around there, they shoot the world down, and yep. then at night they go through and shine lights and do whatever. Yep. He said it's kind of just a free for all up there. The it only- is, hundred yep. percent. That's
2: why I'd almost give, I'd almost say the exact address and tell everybody it knows it, go and hunt it. Cause that's what <laughs> they would get. I mean, why not? I mean, well, might it, as well. Yeah, I mean, it is, what it is. To be honest with you, most people don't even know it's there. Yeah, I mean, they just don't unless you're just that nearby they don't well unless you live and, around that area i would have never found that place yeah, it was crazy i know and it's a heck of a spot just what are you going to do it's those people in that hunt and people like that that give the hunters a bad name and cause such a damn problem well and they end up <sighs> doing stupid
1: stuff like that yep. and end up getting our rights revoked yep that they end up pulling that out of game land program and pulling that out of whatever yep. kind of conservation program that is, yeah. And
2: then it turns into conservation or 100% where it will no longer be yeah. ever again, yeah. Because idiots like that, yep. I mean, I get it. If you want to go shoot a spike, and that's what most of them do. You want to go shoot a spike, I'm all for it. Be happy and tickled to death with it, but do it in the do daylight, it. Well, do legally. it legally,
1: do it legally. Um,
2: if you want to rifle hunt, go find you a game land
1: where you can rifle hunt.
2: I'm breathe I'm mad. everybody breathe. i'm damn mad i can't I, help it, it just i can tell tears me up well. to know that a body put and it's not just me i feel for everybody else that does that you know Cotee, he hunts game lands lacy's brother i mean all these guys these guys will hunt game lands solid hard and legal yeah i'm put all this time into it and some piece of shit will come through at night walking around with <laughs> a damn pocket flashlight and blow everything and he sees away i can't stand that <laughs> god it makes me mad <sighs> uh, this is my place to vent you know I, ain't, I don't vent about hunting stuff until i get on this podcast really
1: well that's good i'm sure all our listeners appreciate that i hope they're laughing as much as I am. god
2: i can't help it it makes me madder damn it yeah there's the explicit rating on this one yep we Check, did good we did
1: that on a last one yeah part one went real well and you've screwed this one in the first five minutes
2: <sighs> yeah i know <laughs> god it makes me mad i can't help it uh it just irritates the crap out of me yeah yeah it's one of those things like we're supposed to be all in this together you know it goes back to the greed thing i mean people
1: are greedy by nature yep and you run into the same thing on private land if you that's true well that's the reason you can't talk about what you see and that kills me because i love to talk about deer yeah and I love to share with my friends, hey, we're looking, sh- show them trail camera pictures. Right. We're chasing this deer and this deer and this deer. Right. But anymore, you can't do that. No. Because up here, the land's so divided up, you don't have any really, really big tracks. of yeah. And we're fortunate we've got about 200 acres here. Right. But there are small tracks that surround it. Right. And if you stay anything, every jack leg in the world will come yep. move in right on top of you. Put a tree stand on the property line. Yep. Put a bait pile twenty yards across the property line. Right. Or like that one jackass did on me last year. Come through a block of timber that's a hundred yards on our side of the property. Yep. And hang dryer sheets. Yeah. I picked up sixty some dryer sheets. Right. In a half a mile. Yep. Because he's trying to keep the deer on his three acres. Yep. And off of our two hundred. Yep. And I'm sitting there like scratching my head, thinking, "Dude, that's not how it works." It's not right. All you're going to do is stop the deer right. coming off the bigger parcels and coming onto your small one. Right. But it's just it 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 comes back to greed. Yep. I mean that's all it is.
2: Yep. But I mean hell, it ain't. It's, it's human nature. It's me it's human nature. Very few, but I'd be the type of person if I've got a good deer and you know it's coming to your land too. Let me know it's coming to your place. Hell, I'll come film you. Heck I'll come yeah. help you drag him out. Yep. I don't. I mean. It's a it's deer, irritating. It's just irritating.
1: And it's a deer, right? If you kill this one, there will be another one show up. That's right. And if if it don't go up the road ten miles, yeah, there'll be one there. Go I mean, up the road five miles, there'll be
2: one there. Yeah, I don't mean, sound like I'm contradicting myself about the deer that happened last year. Got shot out from under me, but different story. It
0: yeah.
2: was all illegal. If it's done legally, God, I'll be happy for you. Yep.
1: Tickled that's, that's all I ask is just do it legal and but, do it ethically. Have some respect. Like, respect your neighbors. Respect the people
2: that's hunting around you. Right. Because if you don't, that's what's going to end hunting. Yep. Hands down. That's going to be the death of it. It ain't going to be the left. It ain't going to be the riders. It ain't going to be the
0: well, rest of
2: them. It's going to be the hunters that don't give a damn. Yep. The ones that go and do whatever they want to. And I think we had the same kind of close conversation a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. But well they're using us they're turning everybody against each other right and
1: they're using our own people against us they're they're using the bad against the whole group yep and that's just like you say that's that's all they need they just need a little bit of a foothold to take off yep and they'll turn the people that don't know any better they'll get to thinking that all hunters are like this and turn it against the whole group (laughs)
2: they've already done a good job of that yeah most people think that well
1: i i went up to one of my properties today um there's a couple that live right at the bottom of it. Well, they don't live there. They've got a part time house there at the bottom of it. Right. They don't hunt. They're not anti hunters. Right. But they don't hunt. But they like to watch the deer and stuff right. like that. And whenever they bought that house, the first time I saw them up there, I mean, we've got a deeded right away through their property to get onto ours. Right. There's, there's literally nothing they can do to stop it. If they were to try to gate the road, we have to have a key to the gate or else we can take it down. I mean, it's we have a legal right-of-way to use that road. Right. But you still want to be neighborly. Right. So you go up there. You shake their hand. You introduce yourself. You become friends. You try to help them out, even though right. I don't owe them anything. Right. But it just makes my life easier, and it's better for the hunting community. Just in right. general, it gives a better look. It don't leave a bad taste in their mouth. right? But even... Where I was going with that, it don't matter how much you do, you still run into a few. Like, today I went up there and was talking with the husband, and me and him get along great. Last time I went up there to bait, he's like, I want to see kind of what you do. Do you care if I ride with you? I said, no, get in the gator. And so he jumped in with me, and we went up the mountain, and he helped me pour out corn, and he thought that was the coolest thing. Right. But his wife still, she don't like it. Right, and you're you're just not going to change some people's minds. Right, and even though we are very strict management plan, we only harvest certain deer, and the population in general are better for us being up there. Right, they don't see it that way. Yep. So you're not going to win them all. Right, and the ones that we do have that are on the fence, we don't need to take a chance on pushing them to the other side by doing stupid petty crap. And being at each other's throats all the time. Right. I guess is where I was going with all that. Because yeah. that that's really my first running in a long time like like up close to where I'm hunting with an anti hunter. Right. That's not really an anti hunter, but somebody that's just kind of that way about it. Right. And it, it it's just a reminder. It was kind of like a sobering reminder of this is on the fence for a lot of people and yeah if we ain't real careful about what we do as a community we're going to push them to the wrong side of the fence right and right. if you can ever get him out there and he's wanting to go bear hunting the the man he, they don't really care for deer hunting but he's wanting yeah. to go bear hunting which usually it's the exact opposite right it's like if they're against anything they're against bear, bear hunting, hunting. yeah right. and so we're going to try to get him out there and at least get him in the truck where he can see it right whether or not he kills one or No, I don't And for most
2: people that want to go, they don't have to kill something to have a good time. And that's not kind of goes back to the whole the killing ain't the part of it. I mean, well, that's the thing. Everything else that goes into that makes it so great. Yeah, the bear hunting. It's about the
1: camaraderie. It's about the group. I mean, it's not about who kills the bear. Nobody cares about uh, who kills the bear with most of these groups. Right. That's why it's about the chase and it's about the fun of being with all your friends and all your buddies and all the group members and stuff.
2: Yep. But anyways. We digress. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so where were I, where I was going with all this before you got into Sorry. raising cane about? Sorry,
2: I couldn't help it. It's been built up for a month and a half.
1: <laughs> so anyway, back to North Carolina rifle season.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we had that going on. That's where we were headed with that. Well, anyways, yeah, I missed a big deer. Back in bow season, yep. got that part done. Yeah, we talked about that. Yep. So first day Ralph of season, I said, "All right, I'm gonna go back up there. Got to be deer there somewhere." Yep. I get out of the truck, and be honest with you, I'm, getting, I'm taking me a good leak. <laughs> I mean, feeling pretty good about the day. <laughs> Too good because I look up and there's a deer's tail flapping in the wind up there on the hill. You've got the wrong gun in your hand. Yep. I'm like, oh, what is that? <laughs> it ain't moving. I'll just see tail just up, down, up, down. I'm like, it ain't moving. It's standing there. It's watching me, but I can't see its head. Yeah. Oh, crap. I leave my <laughs> truck <was> door <laughs> open and I'm backed into this spot. So I sneak around the front of the truck. It's as easy and quiet as I can and get the passenger door open, get in there and get the camera out, turn the camera on and point it at me. I'm like, look. There's a deer, right there. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. It's just a deer, though. I promise you, it's a deer. And I look, I get, I sneak and get my rifle out. And that was a whole, that was a whole thing of its own. Was getting the rifle out without dropping everything out of the truck and have everything else.
1: Well, your truck's usually full of stuff. Oh, it anyway. was full
2: of junk. It had a little buddy heater in there. I was going to take up there with me. Add a bag of Big and J in there. I had tripods in there. Yeah, it is a mess. Yeah. So just trying to get that rifle out was rough the task in itself yeah yeah so i get it snuck out now the next part is how in god's name are i gonna get this backpack unzipped to get this ammo out of it i don't know how i done it but i did it i yeah. got it on camera too <laughs> the funny <laughs> part was because i had that wide angle pointed at me because i couldn't get the tripod out of the backpack and put the camera on it and pointed at the deer without getting caught yeah it's just because again i don't even know what this deer is it may be a doe and i'm just going to yeah you're just it. trying to get get your stuff out as much as and possible and see what it is Yep. Yeah. so get the get the ammo out get it put in the gun and i and i'm narrating this to the camera I'm like, i still don't know what it is looking through the scope and i see the doe standing there yep sure enough is this the doe she's sitting there staring at me hard and i was like i thought the deer i seen was farther to the right so i'm still looking around and sure enough i see the back cams of another deer I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a big ham. That's not an old doe. <laughs> I promise you, I ain't a doe. And I told the camera this. I said, look, I said, when I first got started hunting, that first year I hunted, I was checking a game camera one morning before I went and got in the blind. It was yeah. like up in the day. And a buck chased a doe right beside me, and I froze and stopped. And was patient figured that buck will come back. I said, I'll never do that again. Yeah. Because he never come back. Yeah. I should have shot. I had plenty of time to pick my rifle up and shoot. Yeah. But I didn't. So, I told the camera, I was like, if it's a good buck, I'm going to shoot him. I said, hands down, if it's Mr. Krabs, he's shot. He's yeah. dead. I mean, no more than the time I get those words out of my mouth, here come that doe, and she ran within 10 yards of my truck. Holy crap. I mean, much closer, and she had to run into it, and that buck comes down hill and chasing her, kind of cuts her off, kind of, and then starts running parallel with her away from me. Yeah. He gets up there off the crest of the hill, about 80 yards away. Yeah. And stops, and I see a crab fork up there on his front. I said, uh-uh. And I look like, I don't know what you even call it. I look pathetic when I was sitting there shuffling around trying to get leveled up on him. I yeah. was leaning up, <clears throat> had my gun leaned up against the post of my truck, truck door. <laughs> I was out of the truck. Everything's legal. He there. wasn't on a
1: state-maintained road or anything no, like that. He was way no. back up in the woods. Way back in the woods. Like 30 feet at least.
2: Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> anyways, sure. Uh, <laughs> Try to get me in trouble. About a foot and a half off the white um, line. At least uh, a foot and a half uh, off the white line. Uh, minimum. Minimal. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways. And it's hard to shuffle around with a spotlight in your hand.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, none of
1: that happened, guys. But anyways. If you can see his face right now.
2: You so probably he, light a cigarette off of yeah, it, I'm Yeah, all right. Anyway. So this deer's standing there on a crest of this hill, and I got the old 270 in my hand, and you said, you know what? It's crabs. I, I prayed. I, you know, it's kind of, I think, personally, I think it's kind of selfish to pray, to kill an animal. Yeah. And I thought about that after I'd done that with, with my first deer I killed. Yeah. Because I prayed. I mean, I prayed hard that I'd even see a deer. Yeah. But then I thought about it, and, and after the fact, this is kind of a whole different subject, but... Thought to myself, you know, it's kind of selfish. Yeah. Personally, it's what I feel. I don't care what anybody else does.
0: Do yeah. what you
2: got to do. But personally, I felt like it was kind of selfish of me to to pray about just to kill an animal. Yeah, to kill a deer, to harvest a deer. But after I missed that deer, I was like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to they bring believe. Jesus
1: back into this. Yeah,
2: I said there ain't but one person I know it can bring that deer back. Yeah. And I said, Lord, please just give me one more opportunity with this deer. Yeah. Because I've worked hard for this one. Just give me one more shot well he did yeah and i wasn't gonna let it go nope. <laughs> i said this is probably the it ran through my head this is the one opportunity he'd give me and i ain't gonna let it go so i didn't get to kill shot on video i mean i did but it was at me shooting yeah. the deer and it wasn't no fake crap because you can tell when the excitement excites I me mean, i'm I not gonna
1: lie it. it's probably more fun to watch you than it is to watch the deer farm.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> it may be i pretty well lost it i guarantee it i got crap and crabs mixed up i don't know what i said It's just a big mixture of, oh, God, I killed him. Well, we were
1: out of state when this happened, and I look at my phone on the group chat with all the Holler Hunter guys, and the first text is, holy F and S. (laughs) Except it was the entire word, and that's it. That's all you said was holy F and
0: S.
1: (laughs) Another boy was with with me, and he looked, uh, I think Mitch was with me, and he looked at me, he's like, what was that all about? No, it, we were getting ready to go. Yeah, we, right. we were meeting with the guys that were going on that trip. And, yep. But yeah, he looked at me and I was like, he's bound to have killed one yep. or seen one or done something. Yep. And then the next text, like two minutes later, I can't effing believe this. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I was like, I'll I didn't have a was, bit of service of
1: no, it But you didn't say, I shot a deer, <laughs> I killed a monster, <laughs> I killed a baby. All we got is holy f and all we got.
2: That's uh, pretty well tore up about it. I couldn't tell. I mean, it <laughs> happened perfectly. Hey, it's a better shot. He was quartering away. Yep. Did he, he run? dropped. No. Dropped. When I shot, he hunkered down. Like, his shoulders and everything dropped. Like, his mouth come open. It looked, you could tell that he'd been hurt. Yeah. And, like, he faced down the hill. And where he was on the crest of that hill, two steps, he was at, he was gone. At you know, side. I yeah. mean, because it's just the way that hill kind of goes around. I was like, oh. So, I jerked another shell in there, and I, w- I wasn't focused on trying to video anything at that yeah. point. I was just like, I'm going to have to get another shot in here. Yeah. Got back, but again, he was on that crest. He was gone. I was like, huh. Oh i just tore up but i was like i'm pretty well sure i got a good shot but that doe shot from last year that when i pounded her and she got away is what went through my head i was like huh i'm pretty sure i shot that deer good but i don't know you know you drop one buck dead in its tracks one doe gets clear away after hitting the dirt being hit so hard it makes you question it a little bit makes you wonder with the same rifle yeah and uh I, 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 i never even turned the camera off I just left the camera completely on and, and told her what had happened and showed where it was. You could even see the leaves turned up where she come running off the hill. That doe running off a hill. Yeah. And I just track it in real time. And I'm looking, I'm like, ah, there ain't a bit of blood. I mean, not an ounce. Yeah. Nowhere. I'm like, huh? Ah, I don't know. But, again, I was still pretty well tore up. And I look up and there he is. I was just in the wrong spot <laughs> looking yeah. for him. He was about 10 foot above me yeah. laying there. He didn't go nowhere. So he just turned down the hill, uh, away, and then, like, turned around. Yeah. Like, just completely done to 180 and just laid down is all he done. And there he was. And that happened, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do when you seen the deer? I lost it on camera. Start freaking out again? Oh, yeah, I completely freaked out for a second time. That's awesome. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, it's just one of those things you just have to see it, I guess. Yeah, but heck yeah. I lost it, I mean. Well, I mean, that's awesome
1: because you've pictures of that deer early you yeah. had an encounter you missed him He right.
2: disappears you think he's gone forever and then and when i say i watched this deer i watched watch this deer all year i went last night i was going through all memory cards and stuff making sure i didn't have nothing i could clear off i had two memory cards nearly full of pictures of him yep. i mean from may yep from may on i had when pictures he started of
1: first building his horns yep
2: That's awesome, dude. I mean, it was awesome. I was excited for you. I was tickled to death. That's the first deer that I killed that I got to follow through that amount of steps. Like I said, he was, and I said this in the last episode, he's not no monster. I mean, actually, I scored him and he wasn't like 105 inches. Yeah. But he was a pretty rack deer. Yep. He was, I don't know even how old he was. I can't even tell you, probably what? Three-year-old. Three, maybe. You know, that's what I'm thinking. And... I mean, talk about tickled though. I couldn't care. you done couldn't it all.
1: Couldn't that, That's your first year of doing everything yourself. Right. I mean, and it worked. Yeah. There's nothing more rewarding than that. Yeah. It wasn't ideal, but it worked, and it happened, and there we are. <laughs> well, and it happened on the property that you had yep. initially found him on, that you had baited him on, you had yep. worked on him on. I mean, you planted up there. I mean, you done everything right. Yep. And that's we're able to it. close the deal, and I mean, that's the name of the game.
2: Yep. I mean, that being said, it ain't what, probably 100, it's more like 150 yards from where I parked to where I walk up or in it. Something like that. Give it or take, give or take. So it's right there. It ain't like I was a mile away and just got lucky. Yeah. I mean, I got lucky. I'll say I got lucky. He just happened to be running a doe when I pulled in. Well. But not once, knowing he would run that doe right there, he had to have been in the area for a while, and I hadn't had no pictures of him. Not one in the last several day or a couple of weeks actually before yeah. that. Yeah. And uh Yeah, it's just perfect. But you it can't happened. ask for any more Knocked than knocking down. Yep. I was tickled to death. Heck yeah. Still tickled to death. I don't blame you. That's awesome. I mean, excited about it. That is awesome. Um but now I want to kill the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can say I ain't got many great deer to, to get on right now. Yeah. I've got one or two randoms that come in. I had a really good ten point that come in there and he came in the other day or a week or so ago. It's the first time he's been back yeah. since, since he, before they dropped Velvet. Yeah, he's still out. So he's still there somewhere. Yeah. But I don't know if I'll be able to get lucky with him or not. Well, you never but know. I mean, he's got a
1: honey. They're going to start coming back to feed here pretty soon. And yeah. That's when you got to make it, make the most of it.
2: Yeah. I got a couple of random deer coming in like that. So.
1: Well, and you never know. You might pick up a bonus buck. Who knows?
2: Yeah. One takes field, I don't care what I do with the second one.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: Spike baby, I'm going for that's it. That's one more Full than land. last year. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's one hey, more that's than true. last year.
2: That is true. <clears throat> that is true. I do have a wild looking spike in there. I <laughs> meant to you, this is off topic again. But yep. anyways, I have a crazy looking spike in there. He's gotta be probably three year old. He's really? got spikes. At least of, over a foot long, foot wow. and a half long. I mean they're at one straight. Yeah. The other one kinda curves back. Yeah. Kinda curves backwards. I ain't never seen it like it.
1: That's pretty cool. If
2: I don't if it comes down to it like last day and i see him i'll probably kill him yeah just because it's odd i mean he's wild looking yeah and i don't think it's a young deer i'll show you a picture of it okay in a little bit. he's he's wild looking heck yeah Anyways, off the topic of shooting spikes and babies. Well, I think that's going to take us into our first break because
1: I need a drink and I'm about to die. Yeah, same. I can't uh, talk. I'm losing my voice. All right, guys. We'll be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com, proudly made in USA.
2: I've got a problem. What is it? I've got this trail camera put up, it's supposed to be Sailor, and I cannot get it to send pictures to me whatsoever. Was it a Tacticam? No, it's some other one I picked up I think at Walmart. Well
1: there's your problem right there, man. Tacticam has the best trail cameras on the market as far as the cell cams go. Really? Yeah, they pick up in places that no other camera will. They send pictures to your phone, and you can set it to send once a day, twice a day, or every time it takes a picture.
2: So you mean to tell me it's still going to get out and send pictures in these rough, awful parts of this country and Appalachian Mountains?
1: Man, it sends me pictures in places my cell phone won't even get out. Really? Yeah, so you need to pick one of those things up, because you don't know what you're missing.
2: I think I'll do that this evening.
1: Go get you a camera camera, VLX. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property
2: you run onto. Yeah you do. How? Get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property.
1: Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes sir. Heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property, because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, guys, welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So, we're just talking about your deer in North Carolina, rifle season.
2: Tickle to death.
1: Heck yeah, I don't blame you there. Well, I have been doing a little more traveling than I have hunting around here. After I killed that deer during muzzleloader season, I haven't really hunted a whole lot around here. Mm Mm-mm. You've. Hit the road. Yeah, I hit the Literally. road hard. I mean, within a couple of weeks, I've traveled four or 5,000 miles. So. Yeah. So the first trip, I booked a hunt for last year yep. up in Illinois. Uh, rut bow hunt, first week in November, something everybody dreams of. Right. I mean, something that was a bucket list hunt, and then COVID hit. Yep, ruined it. So screwed that up. So we pushed it back one year. No harm, no foul. Made it through another year on this earth, so we're going this year. There we go. So first week in November, I loaded up by myself, headed to Illinois. Um, our bush hog rep is a good friend of ours, and his son, who is also a rep for bush hog now, bush hog brand products, Yeah. Um, they were already up there in camp. So I'm headed up on, I left here on Saturday morning, drove all day Saturday, um, got into Illinois and booked a place to stay Saturday night up there and then I was gonna drive the hour or whatever on in Sunday morning. Yeah. And he told me if I get there before lunchtime I could hunt Sunday afternoon. So heck yeah, let's right, go yeah. let's do it. So stayed up there Sunday night, woke up Sun or Saturday night, woke up Sunday morning, got my hunting license and everything taken care of, drove on into the outfitter. And I mean these guys are freaking awesome guides they're awesome people they've got a beautiful place up there and they've got some of the best hunting land i've ever laid my eyes on it's called bigger bucks outfitters yep it's in media illinois and it's on the west side of illinois right across the river from southern iowa yeah boy and i mean there it's ag fields corn fields it's just a it's a beautiful place a dear heaven it is a dear heaven that is for sure but the one thing I will say about this part of the world, and I noticed this right as I got up there, they had already harvested the corn. And anywhere you go up there, you can see a thousand yards. Yeah. I mean,
2: watch your dog run away for four days. Yeah, you.
1: exactly. And it was just small fingers of woods running in between them, which yeah. is great because that funnels the deer down. But at the same time, you got five days to hunt. Right the chances of you seeing a monster are really good the chances of you seeing a monster in bow range yeah within that 50 yard mark tough yeah i'm i'm an opportunistic person you got to take the opportunities that are presented to you so i get up there meet with travis and meet with his brother ryan then i jump in the car with ryan and he goes and takes me around kind of shows me where i'm going to be hunting and i was hunting fairly close to the lodge by fairly close i think the evening that i hunted that first evening i could i think i videoed the lodge from the tree stand there you go the the blind but he had this place that nobody else had hunted i took my crossbow and my compound bow up there yeah and he asked me he said do you have one preference over another i said i want to go where y'all are seeing deer if it be a crossbow stand i'll take the crossbow if it's compound bow stand i'll take the compound bow." and he had an elevated blind that he had been seeing some good deer out of, but you cannot shoot a compound bow out of. Ah. And I was like, well, okay, problem solved. We'll take the crossbow. 10-4. Yep. I, I'm not a holier-than-thou guy. I will shoot them with whatever's legal. Right. I do not care. So, <clears throat> I jump on the stealth and head in for the evening hunt. First evening in Illinois. I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped God, up. Yeah. So, I get up in the stand, and I'm videoing. I, there's a train track up on the hill, and I'm videoing the train coming through, and... Taking B-roll and this and that and another, other. Starts getting closer to dark. Here comes two does in. Everything's looking great, feeling great. It's going to be good. Get look bored. across the field, see a deer chasing a doe, little buck chasing a doe. And I'm like, watching this deer, and the whole time in my head, I'm thinking, because the does come through fairly close. Yeah. But then I look over there, and that deer's 800 yards away. And then I look over my left, and I can see a big bean field, and there's deer in there and they're a thousand yards away and in my head is starting this whole process of what are the odds i'm actually going to see a deer in a in bow range up here i mean i'm going to see some giant deer oh yeah and i mean that thought had no more crossed my mind and i look over my left shoulder and i've got my back to some woods and i'm sitting in a field there's some standing corn in front of me and then this huge field in the bean field to the left and like I can see forever. I look to over my left shoulder and just see a freaking wall of tines. Yeah. At like 70 yards. I'm like, holy crap. Where in the hell did that come yeah. from? And then it disappears behind the blind. And I was like, hmm. okay. And then here it comes back out, and I just see a five-point side. And it's tall. Right, It's a tall five-point side. He comes by the blind and right by the window. Like, at 30 yards. Damn. And I'm, like, scrambling. Because this yeah. is not at all where I'm expecting the deer come right. from. I'm trying to get the camera over, and I'd already decided, when I seen that five-point side that was tall, I was like, I don't care how wide it is, as tall as that deer is, he's getting shot. Right. So, I'm scrambling, trying to get the camera around. While I'm doing all this, the deer comes and, turns and comes back by. And I'm like, well, shit, he's going to the woods. <laughs> so, I get the camera over on him, and the camera can see him, but I can't. Right, and then he turns again and does another 180, but every time he turns, he's getting further away. Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking, "Holy crap, this is like, I don't know what's going to happen." Right, and so he comes right back out and gets right in the middle of the window where he's perfectly in frame with the camera, perfectly where I can shoot him. Yeah, and stops and just stands there, <laughs> quartering away, and I I look at the deer and I'm in my head, I'm thinking it's just the first afternoon right and this deer's he's not wide he's probably 15 16 inches inside yeah but he was tall and i was yeah. like is this really a deer you want to shoot on the first afternoon and then he puts his head down and he lifts it back up and i was like yep this is a deer i'm going <laughs> to shoot on the first afternoon." <laughs> that's about as much thought as it went to so i eased the crossbow up flip safety off he's 52 yards and i squeeze and that arrow son it just sails and i mean it freaking 12 ringed him god and that freaking nap i was shooting spitfire max broadhead it freaking filleted the side of that deer open as the deer's running away you can see in the camera blood just gushing i mean just Uh, gushing out of this deer and i'm like holy crap and i turned to the camera and i said well so much for freaking waiting (laughs) i think that was the exact first thing i said and of course me you know me i get excited oh god yeah if you don't don't do it no exactly so and the deer runs around the side of the hill into some like thick nasty crap 40 50 yards yeah the blood trail was just like pouring blood out of a boot it was everywhere couldn't be better no you couldn't ask for more and so we get the deer. The recovery footage is not great. Um, those guys were more about getting him back into the field where we can see him and get pictures. And so yeah. before I can, like, I'm filming the blood trail, and here they come dragging the deer back to me. <laughs> I was like, damn it, boys. I was like, come on, man. Right. Uh, Sorry, we're excited. We're excited you're the first one to kill a deer this week. You ain't even been in camp. He's like, we just met you, and you've already got a deer yeah. on the ground. So they were, they were like super God, pumped. Yeah. And I, I mean, looking back, I would have liked to have spent more time hunting up there. Right. I went hunting the next day, and basically more for a recon guy than anything, because I didn't have any more tags. They said I could shoot a doe if I wanted to, but again, every other deer I saw up there was 500 yards away. The next day, I saw 140-inch deer. That deer I shot would barely push 120. Right. And I saw 140-inch deer. But he's 500 yards away. Right. I mean, throwing up a freaking Hail Mary is about the only thing. Right. There ain't nothing you can do with a bow. And all our buddies up there, they saw giant deer. There were several of the guys were able. I There's one boy that went up there. Um, He's from Wisconsin. His name's Noah. He's a heck of a kid. He's a younger kid. Yeah. He's probably 15, 16 years old. Him and his dad were up there hunting. They were great guys. I got to know him a little bit. Friends with him on Facebook now. We follow all their stuff. but um, Noah killed a giant in Wisconsin uh. last year. I think it scored 174. Wow. It, it, yeah, I'm talking giant booner. Holy crap. Yeah, when I say it was his first deer with a bow. First year he ever killed with a bow. And so he's not an experienced bow hunter. And now he's in the freaking bow hunting mecca. All right. And about the second day in... Or no, it was that same evening that I shot. Yeah. They got a text that he had shot. They get to reviewing, looking around for the deer, no blood, no hair, no nothing. He whiffed on like a freaking four-point or a six-point. Little deer. Oh. But, I mean, it was the second deer he's ever shot at with a bite. He was excited. Dang right. So I stick around for a couple days, get my deer processed and back from the processor so I can bring him back across state lines and get all that stuff done. Right. And so I head south. And come through here, pick up my rifle, and go to South Carolina for the weekend. Because, I I mean, I've got a full week off work. Might as well use it. I'm in South Carolina, and I get a picture from Travis. He said, you ain't going to believe this crap. Noah killed a 186-inch mainframe 10-point. Holy crap. After missing a 6-point or a 4-point that wouldn't go 100 inches on the first day. And he was upset. Right. He kills a 186-inch deer
2: holy crap yeah
1: (laughs) i was like oh my god and i could not be more happy for one person and i mean like his mind's blown right his first two deer he's ever shot with a bow or booners or he's ever killed with a bow or booners and his dad's like i told him for years after last or i told him all year after last year you will never kill another deer that big and then, sure enough, the following year he kills another freaking booner that's bigger than that one.
2: Holy crap! But
1: I mean, that's that's why you go up there. Yeah. I mean, you miss a hundred inch deer one day, and three days later you kill a booner. Up there, you never know what's going to walk out. And Holy crap. I've been watching, talking to those guys, and they've killed some big deer this year so far. Heck yeah! That one's by far the biggest. But that's
2: huge.
1: Yeah, that's a freaking monster. God.
2: That's insane.
1: Yeah, but dude, I already booked my trip for next year. I am going back up, and I am gonna try to take some friends with me. God, and yeah. I mean, I am I am a fan.
2: I am excited. I am
1: a fan because <laughs> he's got a got freaking the piggy bank loaded awesome, up. As yeah, we speak. Boy, he's got an awesome place up there. They're good people. The accommodations are good. I mean, other than being right beside the train track, if you have trouble sleeping at night, you may have to put in some earplugs. Nah. It never bothered me a bit. Nah. It's just it's it's so cool. That place is beautiful. That's awesome. Uh, Frank and Seth didn't kill that first week. Um, they've got a separate deal worked out with them where they can go back and forth and do their thing. Yeah. Um, Frank ended up killing probably a hundred and fifty inch deer two weeks later, uh. and then Seth killed one yesterday. I don't know what it was scored, but it was a beautiful deer too. It was main uh. frame ten. Dang.
2: The deer are there. The bucks I'm are there. I'm Excited.
1: And those guys, I mean. If you're good people and they like you and you don't kill, they'll get you back. They'll right. get you back up there at some point. So they're good guys. You guys need to check up. Bigger Bucks Outfitters. Yep. Media Illinois. Travis Bigger. Uh, that's his last name is Bigger. Hence yep. the name. Travis and Ryan, they're good guys. They're awesome guys. But So that was the Illinois trip. Bam. Insane. First awesome trip. So come home from that. Come home from South Carolina. Didn't do any good down there. Um
2: you're home for all about what?
1: A couple of days? I think 10 days.
2: Yeah. 10, 10 days.
1: days. And so, uh, bam, on the road again. Yeah. Right before that, Mitch had contacted, or I'd run into Mitch up here, and he said, uh, random question for you. I was like, what's up? He said, do you have a passport? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I still have a passport. We used to go to the Bahamas and stuff <coughs> a lot. So, yeah. He said, is, is it good? I said, yeah, it's good till like 28. I just renewed it. He said, uh, what about you? You shot. You took that. And I was like, well, yeah. My grandpa was sick when all this was happening and we had to have right. a shot to be able to see him. So, of course, I'm going to do that. I'm not going right. to. So, I, I'd taken the shot. And he said, You want to go to Canada? What kind of question is that? Of course, I want to go to freaking Canada. What are we going for? <laughs> he, <laughs> he said, well, We're going to go deer hunting, you dummy. And I was like, All right, cool. Oh, so, uh, he said, Well, I might have an open spot. I'm not sure. I'll let you know. And that was kind of the last I heard about it. Yep. And right before I went to Illinois, he said, you still want to go? And I said, yeah. He said, you're in. 100%. So, bam, that set that into works. And so, well, 10 days after I get back from Illinois, we pile up in the truck and we're going to freaking Saskatchewan, Canada uh, for Thanksgiving week. Going to Canada. Going to Canada. Going to the Great White North. Going to Canada, eh? And so that put into a whole series of motion of buying clothing God. that I may never use again. Yeah. But it was going to be cold. And I knew it was going to be. And I get cold anyway. Um, and another product, I'm going to go ahead and endorse this publicly. They are not a sponsor of ours, but we promote the stuff that works for us. If you're going to hunt somewhere cold, go buy a freaking heater bodysuit.
2: Those things
1: are worth their weight in gold. I'm telling you, there's no way I would ever go somewhere like that again without a heater bodysuit. It's like a big sleeping bag, but it's right. got legs. You don't get cold. Those uh, things, they're they're insulated, and they don't feel that thick. But you do not get cold in those things. And, I mean, yeah. it's a complete game changer. But anyway, so we go... Yeah. With Lightning Bear Outfitters up in Saskatchewan, Canada. And this guy has been running a guide service forever. A lot of guys from around here have been going with him for 20 years. It's, you don't get in unless somebody dies. I'm right. This isn't a big guide service that takes on dozens and dozens of hunters. I'm right. He runs five hunts with four guys on each. Or four guys on the first four and two on the last one. I'm right. He has a very, very limited clientele, and if he don't like you, you won't be invited back. I right. don't care how much money. I don't care if you've got more money than Jesus. You ain't going to be invited back, Right. and so we were lucky. Mitch got in with him a couple years ago. Him and uh, another boy, Rodney, went up there, and so I was fortunate enough. He invited me to go up there with him. Man, I'm telling you what. We jumped in the car, and it was 23 hours to where we oh, were staying in oh North my. Dakota, and that was, we were going to drive up to North Dakota on Thursday, um, stay, by that time we, it was into Friday, yep. stay Friday night in North Dakota, and then it was about an hour to the border from there, right. across the border on Saturday, and then we started hunting on Sunday. Gotcha. So, we made it up there, North Dakota, some of the most beautiful ground, I, I, I'd never seen it before. Right. I mean, it's gorgeous. Flat. Deer everywhere, freaking pheasants. Anytime you'd see a bunch of cattails beside the road, you'd look, and they would be freaking ringneck pheasants running around in there. I mean, it was so cool. We get on up toward the border, and there's antelope running around up there, and, of course, deer everywhere. You'd get to an area where there's big gullies. they would be freaking mule deer in there. I mean, it just – Wow. It is a target-rich environment. Right. It really is, and I hope to get back out there one day because it's gorgeous. So we get across the border. Everything's good. They check all our stuff, make sure. Basically, as long as you have your paperwork in line, they don't bother you. They right. didn't bother us. We had all our paperwork in line for our guns, our passports, our vaccine information, all that stuff. Right. And so we're rolling. So we get up there to hunt with John, and, man, we get out, and they take you into the stand an hour before Daylight's when you leave the house. So it'll be 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes before daylight when you get in the stand. Right. And you are there until 30 minutes after dark every day. But I'm telling you, I've never been so entertained sitting in a stand in my life. It's all freaking day long up there. All day. I mean... You could tell by the lives
2: yeah, that had on social I media. Mean, I mean, if you look at my lives, all almost
1: long. all of them are between 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Yeah. And they're bucks. They're rack bucks. They're 120, 130-inch deer. Yeah. and But that's when I was seeing them all. And freaking moose, I was like, are you kidding me? And yeah. the other boys were seeing elk. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. But, so the second day, uh, one of the boys, Terry, that went with us, he shot and killed one. Uh, they had to track it and... My guy Bonesy, is helping them track it, and any time they track one, uh, he'll kind of wink at John, and John will fall back, and Bonesy keeps a deer tail in his pocket. (laughs) And so he'll wait till the hunter's not looking, and he'll flip that deer tail out on the ground, and then he'll look at the hunter and be like, "What the heck, man? You didn't tell me you shot him in the ass." <laughs> and the whole time, John's standing back here with his cell phone videoing this, oh, and poor old Terry, son, he fell for it, hook line and sinker. He looks oh, back God. at Johnny's like, well, "Well, I didn't mean to shoot him in the ass. I wasn't aiming that." <laughs> Thank God, so th- that's they awesome. got they got poor old Terry. They got <laughs> they got Terry good. I mean they got Terry good. And then that's on the awesome. third day uh It's either the third or fourth day. Another boy that was with us, uh Brent, he killed a deer. Yeah. Beautiful deer. Uh thick, heavy horned deer. It wasn't real wide. But I think it still made one fifty. Wow. It was heavy horned deer, it's beautiful deer. Um and then the fifth day we had six days to hunt. The right. fifth day, Mitch killed a freaking monster. Huge. I mean, he killed yeah. a stud. God, yeah. And the video, gosh, the video is so oh, cool gosh. looking because it's in the snow. I mean, oh, all yeah. the video footage up there looks so cool. Yeah. And we got so much freaking B-roll and just so much deer footage up yeah. there. It's ridiculous. We got hours of footage. Yeah. Between me and him, I'd say it's it's a little ridiculous. The amount of deer footage we've got up about. there. But <coughs> He showed me the video. And you can just see a freaking wall of tines. And this deer looks like it's two foot wide. It wasn't yeah. two foot wide, but it looks two foot wide. Right. It just looked huge. Um, after he found the deer, both of the brow tines were missing and the G4 on one side was missing. And it still scored 153. Holy crap. Yeah. If it would have had a matching G4 on that one side and five inch brow tines, it would have went over 170.
2: Holy crap.
1: Yeah. Oh dear. I'm talking a freaking stud. God. So we've got that going all week. And on Wednesday, I think was the coldest day we had to hunt. It was a high of two degrees with a negative 15 wind chill. That was the hottest it got that day. Yeah. So, I mean, it was cold. So uh, there's a whole, I've got a whole lot of stories. One, a couple that stand out the most. I was sitting in the stand one day yeah. and I'm looking down this road and it's, I've got a brush line to my left. And then there's this, just a real thin layer of trees and a big field to my right. Yeah. And about 100 yards away, the fence corners where the brush is, and that's where they put the bait out. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm watching a couple deer, and I hear crunch, 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 crunch coming behind me. And there's a doe. I'm sitting on the ground. This this was one of the blinds that I hunted that wasn't elevated. Yeah. And there's a doe walks right beside the blind and starts walking out through there. And how she never went to me, I mean, it's Scent Crusher. I took my Scent Dang Crusher right. bag up there with me, and every night when I'd come in, I'd put all my stuff in that Scent Crusher bag. Yeah. And I'd crush it that night, and then I'd turn it on again the next morning for right. just like a 10 minute cycle. Yeah. Just a quick cycle. But I mean, that kept all my stuff all week long because you're wearing the same things. Right. And you've got, I had three layers of base layers on, and then my heavier stuff, and then that bodysuit on top of that. I mean, right. Those lower layers, there's a little sweat involved there. Right. Even though it's that cold, you got to keep those things from smelling after five days. But so I'm sitting there thinking every doe that I had seen that week had been was being chased by a buck. Every doe, and I'm sitting there thinking there's got to be a buck behind her. And I know more than thought that, and I hear Bruh! at the freaking door God and when he sakes. grunted. I could see his, because it was cold, so you could see the deer's breath. I could see his breath come by the window. The fog come by the window. He was that freaking close. And I'm like, it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) I mean, it really did. I mean, if I'd have threw the door open, I'd have smacked him in the face. He was right there. Holy crap. And so I hear crunch, crunch, crunch coming by. And there's a freaking wall of horns come by the window. And it ended up being about 130 inch eight point come right by the freaking window i mean a nice deer a deer anybody anywhere else yeah you can kill that deer and if i'd have had the window open, i could have snatched him. i could have reached <laughs> out and grabbed him by the way i don't know what i'd have done then but i could have grabbed oh, it. he was man. that close that i could have from where i sat, and reached out the window and grabbed his horns he was that
2: close oh god almighty
1: but so that was one experience so anyway pushing through this hunt hunting 12 13 hours a day yeah sitting 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 seeing deer, passing deer passing deer passing deer keep thinking just wait just wait just wait get to the last day and the biggest deer i'd seen was about 130 inches that, yeah. i hadn't seen anything any bigger i'd hunted hard um and i'm sitting there the last day it gets to be about 10 o'clock and those other boys were seeing deer early yeah i never seen a buck before 10 o'clock huh from 10 to 3 every day that and after three o'clock all you'd see is a little scrub deer yeah or at least all i was seeing was a little scrub deer right um So it's pushing in, and it's the last day. It's on Friday. We're leaving Saturday morning to come up here. and You know going into a hunt like that, there's a chance you're not going to kill a deer. And if I don't kill a deer, that's fine, but it'd make that 2,000-mile drive back home a lot easier if you do. And so I'm sitting there, and there's this really solid eight-point comes out. Yeah, Nice deer, wide frame. He's probably 19 inches inside, 18 inches inside. Tall frame. I get to glass him. Both of his brow tons broke off. Ah. And I'm like, crap. He comes in, puts his head down in the bait, and he stays for like an hour and 20 minutes. And the yeah. whole time, he's sitting there tempting me. And it's the last day. My trigger finger's itching hard. Right. I had two other eight points come in with him, and he just dwarfed them, made them look tiny. So that's even more going for him. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm taking pictures of him, and I'm sending them to Mitch. And I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, man, it's up to you. It's the last day. Is that what you come here? Are you going to be happy with that deer? Blah, blah, blah. We're going back and forth. He's really trying to help me work right. through this. I mean, I and I appreciated what right. he was doing. And I'd almost decided to shoot that deer. And he finally made the decision for me. He lifts his head up and he walks out to the left. And right. there's a roll in the hill on the left side of the field. He's out of sight. He's gone. And so at this point, it's almost lunchtime. It starts sinking. You're fixing to drive. Two thousand miles home. Empty handed. Empty handed. And <clears throat> and it's not for lack of opportunity. Right. And I was I, I kinda just kinda put my head down and I, I said to myself, Look, you're gonna have to fucking shoot something. like that that's exactly
0: i mean i just i just give myself
1: a pep talk i'm like look you're gonna have to turn in the damn pedicard you've you've done you've done good to conserve the species up to this point you're gonna have to fucking shoot something if that deer comes back don't even think about it just kill him right all right give myself a little pep talk kick myself in the ass a little bit all right we're gonna do this if he comes back i'm gonna kill him so i looked down and i was running a little buddy heater. Yep. And my leg was getting hot. So I reached down and turned the heater off. And I start to lift my head up. And something catches my eye out of the corner. And I see a freaking rack standing there. Mm-hmm. And he's looking right at me. I'm like, shit. I'm busted. Because right. my head's right in the window. Right. And the window's open. I had to leave the window on that stand open because it was folded. It wasn't a slide. Right. And he's looking right at me. So I just freeze. And I had changed, I tried to change my luck that day. I'd been wearing a bogging every day yeah i was like today i'm wearing my freaking loophole hat i'm wearing my blue hat and i'm gonna change and they say deer can see blue i don't know if there's any truth to that but i was like i gotta do something to change my luck i'm gonna wear my blue hat so i'm like shit he's seen this blue hat moving in front of that window i'm busted and then he turns and he kind of puts his head down and i'm like that looks like a bigger deer than the one i'd just seen right but it could have been the same one so i grabbed my binoculars real quick Look up and he lifts his head back up, and I see five inch brow tines. It's the yep. only thing I see. Like, yep. I was like, shit, that's <laughs> not the same deer. That's a bigger deer. And about that time, he jumps the fence and disappears behind the hill. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm like, shit, he's going toward the bait pile. Right. So these stands, I hadn't said this before, but these stands were a nightmare to try to film out of because oh, yeah. you could not get. They, they were big enough to put a tripod in, but the windows, he had made the windows smaller and smaller over the years because the hunters were complaining that they were getting busted because ah. they were moving around in them and not yeah. sitting still. So his windows ain't but a foot wide. Now, Gosh. my camera is a pretty good-sized camera, yeah. and with the viewfinder on it, it's hard to get that camera in a foot-wide window, and not to right. mention you couldn't get the tripod over far enough. So what I was having to do was I had, <coughs> I had some boot warmers, that you wrap around your boots, but I wouldn't need them because that bodysuit's so warm. Right. There's a shelf about six inches under the window. So I'd stack my boot covers up on that and then put both of my gloves on top of that and then neck wrap on top of that and get it uh-huh. high up and set the camera on top of that. Thank so Lord, that's what I'm doing every day to get this footage. And so I got my pile of stuff there under the window. So I slide the camera up because I just took it off the window. you can't leave it in the window that long. It's so cold, it was freezing. Right. And that was one of the reasons the heater was on, was trying to warm the camera back up. Yeah. And so I stack everything up, and I get the camera back up there and aim toward the bait pile, and everything's good. And I grab my binocular, and I start glassing, start glassing. Where's that deer? Where's that deer? Looking for him to, because he went under the hill just like all the other ones had, and they pop out down in the field. Yeah. Didn't see him, didn't see him. And then I catch movement like 10 yards behind the bait pile in the woods. Yeah. There he is. He had went into the woods and come around. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit, how do you get there? And he's headed right back out to the bait pile. Uh Uh-huh. And so I threw my binoculars up. And, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful, symmetrical frame eight point. Yeah. He's pushing right at 140. It was the biggest deer I'd seen all week. God. And I was like, yeah, that that one's going to get it. That's on the last day, that one's going to get it. So I immediately just threw the binoculars down and went to getting for my gun And easing it by because I had three inches between the viewfinder and the edge of the window. That's all I had. (laughs) So I'm sliding the gun out the window, trying not to clank it and stuff. Get the gun out the window. The deer turns broadside just as pretty as you please. Flip the safety off and squeeze. And I mean, I just freaking center punch him right through the shoulders. So we're getting into another part of this. I had just got I you know I've been so excited about that six point eight Western caliber. Yeah. That Brown and Winchester come out with. I've been so excited about that gun. I had not shot anything with this gun. What better test to see if it would break the shoulders of a two hundred and ninety pound, two hundred and seventy five pound Canadian whitetail. So I punched him right through the freaking shoulders and dude, when you slow it down it shakes this deer like it buckles this deer to the core holy crap but he toted it it did not knock him down he carried it and out of the damn out of sight he went and i was like no freaking way god. that deer just toted a 165 grain bullet right through the shoulders there's no way and he did and went out of sight god so but i look back to viewfinder Even though he's not laying there, there's no way that deer's carrying that one far. I mean, it's it's, it's a beautiful shot. I mean, it's a gorgeous shot. So I call my guide, do the closing interview, and then I call my guide. And, of course, I'm filming all this stuff. And he shows up about 10 minutes later and take my time getting out of the blind because he's not laying there. You want to give him a little bit of time. You don't want to jump him. Right. And so we go down there, and 10 foot, there's one spot of blood, one little speck. And another 10 or 12 foot, there's another speck. Mm. And then about 10 foot past that, there's blood everywhere. Uh-huh. Everywhere. Everywhere. I look 10 yards and there he lays. God, and yeah. And dude, me and my guy, his name's, they call him Bonesy. Right. Uh, he reminds me a whole lot of like the way he talks The guys off Cheech and Chong. Uh-huh. He's he just, he's a good guy. He's hilarious. I've never had a guy work so hard in my life to try to get me a deer. It was genuinely bothering him that we got down to the last day, and I was the only one that hadn't killed anything. Like, he didn't sleep the last three nights I was there. Uh, Up all night trying to find me a freaking deer. And so, dude, the joy that was on mine and his, I mean, like, we just lost it. And he's, Heck like, yeah. trying to, he reaches out to shake my hand. I was like, oh, hell no, brother, we got a hug. <laughs> so I wrap <laughs> him up in a big hug, and he, we're jumping up and down, and we're fist-pumping and stuff, and we're videoing the whole time we're doing this. Yeah. So it's on the camera. The footage may be all over the place, Heck but, yeah. you, I mean, we're just hollering and yelling like a couple little girls.
2: Heck yeah. And
1: so we get over there, and we start. He's like, let me take some pictures. And one thing I will say about Bonesy, he takes some janky-looking trophy pictures i mean i was like dude look i'm gonna help you out a little bit we're gonna get to, we're, you gotta step your photo game up a notch so i showed him how to prop the deer up and he's like yeah. oh man these are so much better than my pictures <laughs> man and i was like i mean i'm telling you it's it's awesome it and it was just it was a beautiful end to the best An six day awesome hunt i've ever had trip awesome. i mean and i can't say enough even if i wouldn't have killed That place is just on another level. So their running joke all week had been, if we all four-kill, we're going to go get a cheeseburger. Because every day, lunch, they'd pack you a ham and cheese and lettuce sandwich. Yeah. But every day, by the time you get around to eating it, it froze hard as a rock. And then you're holding it over that propane heater, trying to thaw it out and stuff. And so I text the boys. I was like, boys, get your stuff packed up. We're going to go get that damn cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) So we got us a cheeseburger. And a little side note: After we got done, the owner's son, who's one of the guides, he's like, "Y'all want to go back out? I got a place I can put all four of you close to each other where there's some moose in the area, because we had an elk tag and a moose tag." Right. And we're me and Mitch was like, I don't really care. I mean, we've done what we need to do. And Brent was like, "Guys, how many places are you ever going to get a chance at a moose?" Right. Well, let's go out there and sit the last evening. It's our last evening in Canada, so. We drop Brent off first, and then take me to my stand. <clears throat> and then he's going to take Mitch and Terry to the stand. out here. boom, boom, freaking seven by six elk. God. After he'd been sitting in the stand, three minutes. God. Walks out and comes walking across in front of Brent. And son, he left that 300 wind Mag 8, <laughs> and he ended God, up killing yeah. a 303-inch seven by six
2: bull elk. My God. Um, so and I mean that was just a cherry on top. <clears throat> that was it. That was it. Finished it off. You talk about it, a trip. It I was a trip you. of a lifetime.
1: I'm telling you. And I, I couldn't, I can't thank Mitch enough for letting me go with him. Yeah. Um. We didn't have enough room. We rented a Ford Expedition Max to drive up there, and yep. it was full when we were going up there. Right. So it was really full when we were coming back. Right, and we yep. didn't have enough room for the Elcorns. So I wrapped them up the skull cap or skull plate and the tips i wrapped them up in uh towels and tied them and the four deer capes and the elk cape on top of the ride coming home <laughs> and so we get across the border they never said a thing to us about it they showed them our tags everything was good yeah and i ended up drawing the straw for the <coughs> graveyard shift driving home oh boy yeah so i was driving between 12 and daylight and at five forty-five in the morning I'm coming through the lower end of Kentucky. I'm running 78 miles an hour on the interstate. And I look back, and I mean, you're not seeing – I'm not seeing a whole lot of traffic. It's just getting ready to break daylight. Right. And there's a vehicle coming up, like, hard, just passing everybody. And he comes by us, and when he gets to the front corner of our car, he slams on the brakes. Like, slams on the freaking brakes. And pulls over beside us, and I look over, and I see Kentucky Department of Natural Resources on the freaking door of the truck – (laughs) <laughs> and I mean oh he just pacing crap. with me and I, I was like you gotta be shitting me like and I I just everybody else is in the cars asleep right and so I yell, boys wake up wake up we're getting ready to get pulled over and they're like are you serious are you speeding I said no it's even worse it's a damn game one <laughs> 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 and sure enough holy he swings crap. over behind us at freaking 545 on a Sunday morning God. and flips the blue lights <laughs> on
2: holy crap and
1: Right over to the side of the interstate, and we're stopped. (laughs) Hey, Mitch is back there, and Terry's like, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do anything, dude. (coughs) 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 He said you had to do something. What are the odds that on a 545 on a Sunday morning, you're going to get pulled over on the interstate of all places by Game Warden? And he walks up, and he couldn't give two shits less about those deer. He said, "Where'd that elk come from?" First thing out of his mouth. Ah! And we told him we come, we just come from Saskatchewan, Canada. We killed it up there. He said, "Let me see the tag." And so, of course, we had the tags for everything. Right. And he handed him the tag, and I said, "Do you want the deer tags? He's like, "I don't care about no damn deer. Let me see that elk tag." Mm-hmm. And so he went back to his truck, and he, the tag was from the Indian reservation, so it's probably something he'd never seen before. Right. It took him about 20 minutes, and he come back up, and he's like, man, that's freaking awesome. He's like, you guys are so lucky. He's like, that's a freaking hunt of a lifetime. He's like, you care if I look? Like, shine the deer horns. He shined the deer horns in the back because they were inside the car. Yeah. He's like, that's freaking awesome. He's like, that's amazing. Yeah, Heck That's a yeah. hunt of a lifetime. He's like, I, congratulations, you guys. He's as nice as he could be, but it still is Heck like, yeah.
2: God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: God, I could imagine that that's awesome
1: yeah it was it was cool and that uh, we made it back on Sunday morning we left there at 6 o'clock on Saturday and we showed back up at uh, Mitch's house about 10 10.30 on Sunday morning god so that was the trip to Canada god and yeah, there's a, there's a lot more stories that I can tell you but <clears throat> we're running a little long on time a little bit on this but I'm gonna
2: go pick up if you're from yeah. work yeah, yeah she'll be <laughs> all right. tell her to put in some overtime <laughs> But I guess
1: so. That pretty much catches us up, and
2: yeah, we'll have to share the next story, the better stories on yep. the next one.
1: Yep. So next week you're headed to
2: headed to the coast, to bear the coast, bear hunting. Yes, sir. Bear hunting with hounds. Got a couple big going big, after them big bears big down there. Big bear down there. A a couple peanut of fed bears, Dang corn fed bears. Right.
1: And then I'm headed next weekend. We're headed to Georgia for Georgia. So the hog hunt.
2: Georgia, baby.
1: Bow hunting for hogs so God, that's exciting yeah the footage is never great but the excitement's that's on it. another level so
2: strapping cams with the foreheads and everything We're yeah ready to roll
1: everybody's gonna be running cams and gopros see if we can't get some of this crap on video yeah, this year sure. that and we got another week of rifle season in north carolina here yep i got a couple of boys up here from the coast right now hunting yep. with us so yep you and helped it. me guide them this evening so yeah
2: help film out one had a couple yep. smaller come in a good time and, so maybe
1: them boys they don't have good weather it's hot yeah i was looking at the deer cast and it's saying bad for the next
2: three yeah, that's what or four I days saw. so yeah you never know maybe them boys will get them one who, who uh, knows deer stirring. i mean mostly not right now but i mean yeah i've my, seen this evening I had a couple of small ones come in, in the evening, you never know yeah my reveals hadn't quit going off since we sat down mine said, ain't either i've got them blowing up every second or two yeah so All right, guys. Well,
1: once again, we want to thank you guys for listening to the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. Uh, Anywhere you're listening, if you don't care, get on there, leave us a rating, write us a review, uh, subscribe, like it, share it, do anything you can to help us promote this thing. We're going to try to get back on a regular schedule. We've recorded two on this two part deal, so that'll get us for the next two weeks till we get back from Georgia and the coast. So
2: we'll have plenty more to talk about. Yeah, hopefully, we'll have
1: plenty more stories to talk about at that point. but thank you again to all our partners, Bone Collector, Game Calls, Carhartt, Onyx. We missed that one on the last one. Thank oh, you, yeah. to Onyx. Uh W Hunting Supply. Tech Cam Reveal, Real Tree.
2: NAP Broadheads. NAP
1: Broadheads, Elk River Supply, Mountaineer Outfitters, Scent Crusher, Garmin. Garmin. All of our other partners, if we missed Matter you, I'm outfitters. sorry. I got that one.
2: You did get that I one? I did get oh, that one. I missed
1: that one. one. I got my store. <laughs> 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 but thank Alrighty. you so much to all our guys and all our partners and everybody that helps make this happen for us. So we, we really appreciate it. appreciate it. And I think that's all I got. That's it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. Have a good one. Well, they sure as hell know me. In that mad town, 65 southbound, in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks <laughs> on every turn, too sharp like boat.
2: This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure to check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.